Hey guys, welcome back to Wondering Faith, a show where we discuss all the things that faith makes us wonder. Today, we sat down again with the interns and we were all wondering, honestly, is modesty hottesty? Hope you enjoy. <laughs> Wonder does abound, even amidst the confusion and troubles in this fragile but precious world. Yeah, that was good. Well done. I think I think we made a good choice of that question. So you all have been talking about this, and we weren't even necessarily planning to talk about this today, but it just kind of came up. So Ben, why don't you fill me in and just kind of bring us all on board with what we're getting at with this question? Yeah, no, definitely. I think, uh, so, so the question of, we've probably heard before, is modest hottest? Am I too far away from the microphone? Okay, a little bit closer. That was my <laughs> quiet uh, gesture, yes. That uh, I just acknowledged. <laughs> uh, so the question of, of, obviously it's summer, and... Um, Sun's out, guns out. Sun's out, guns out. <laughs> so, so what is the role of, of modesty in terms of, uh, in terms of church, in terms of kind of uh, maybe the conversation of purity culture, the conversation of, of youth ministry? I, I, one of the things that, that I was thinking about, and I saw this post from last year, and uh, it was a, a, a pastor, youth pastor, who posted an apology um, he was a youth pastor for over 20 years, and he says that he's re- he has issued ridiculous ultimatums to my to his female students at summer camp of one piece swimsuits only. First of all, I'm sorry, and he kind of goes through a whole thing as to why he's sorry about this. So I think before we get into maybe some of this question of uh, modesty of uh, what does it mean to uh, tr- I guess teach people to to not sexualize the the body and. And, uh, and then also at the same time, what, what is the role of, of modest, modesty in, uh, uh, in, in the Christian community? But I don't know. We, we, I don't even remember even how we got on the conversation a little bit ago, but it was a, it was a good conversation, one enough that we wanted to try to figure out how we could record Yeah, it. I mean, that's, a, that's good kind of bringing up to speed, I think. And what was it, a year ago where the song was made, modest, or there was something that kind of came up again. Oh, I love Matthew by Matthew Mess, yeah. yes. Oh, that was hilarious. Yes, so he made that video, and it was with his and he's a dad of daughters, yeah, and it was right. just a, you know a funny thing. I don't know if it was for Father's Day, it was for some kind of occasion, and then you know people sharing, posting. I think pretty innocently and whatever, but then it kind of sparked some of this question of well, and it's been an ongoing conversation, but right. I feel like that was the most recent time where it really came up uh, again for a lot of people of okay is what's what are the implications and what are the assumptions that go into um believing that modesty is hottest right or as we've said hottesty uh <laughs> and what are the what are maybe the dangers of thinking of in terms of like you know what do you what do you have to believe in order to be saying you know modest is is hottest and like you know so just trying to unpack all that yeah, is it, does, it, does it create shame does it create uh kind of i guess leaving any responsibility from yeah like training okay teaching young men to not uh be <laughs> perverted <laughs> but, yeah uh i mean it, what it, and and then how does this how does this relate to the the culture that is so inculcated with pornography and, and, so, and yeah. so how do, how does it all again yeah. how does it all relate to one another and how can we actually train people to not I, mean, I, I guess this is where it comes down to. It's always interesting to me that at 
Christian youth events and camps, mm. right? and, and uh, it's girls cover up long uh, shirts or otherwise. But then when they, you know, when they go with their families or go anywhere else, they'll wear a normal bathing suit or bikini or otherwise. Um, but but when they're at church, they have to cover up. And what does that? What, I guess what does that do to the conversation? Does that create shame? Is that a is that a helpful thing? Is that a hurtful thing? Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, what do we think about that? What do we? Yeah, is, so are I we? It's an on the right track, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, got, I got young girls. Right, I mean, and I've got two daughters, too, that yeah. aren't quite, you know, there yet, but it's we're something weird, yeah, more we personally think about like, Yeah, right. We, we, over the summer, we go to the pool every day, yeah. and uh, they're now finally figuring out how to swim. But again, I don't want them to have to worry about their their bodies. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I don't know, but right. at the same time, I don't want them to be like, uh, super inappropriate. Yeah. But what's that line? And yes. What does that, what is that, that look mean? And if it's culturally defined, then why is the culture of Christianity defining something that 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 creates shame? That even just just in church world, right? uh-huh. but not in uh, not in like hey family vacation world. Or yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Well, and that's of course, and you and I always could could go on with with that. And I think you know we've we've talked about some of these things before in our own conversations. You know, we talked about this. A number of times um, and really I think I'd love to hear even from the the interns too because we've oh, we've shared you know mm-hmm. what, where do you guys kind of come at this this question maybe start with you Logan what do you think well there's what we talked about earlier earlier there's certainly a line drawn on one coming in just living in a fallen perverted world and also the result of of cultural influences with especially with pornography which is just taking it's so accessible I mean there's a six-year-olds watching it now and so it's making it almost impossible to not be aware of it so it, it's the line is it's kind of in between there but also or at least for the the men's side I don't know as much for the for women in pornography yeah. but well let me let me even phrase a specific question even for all you to consider like saying and believing that modesty is hottest or maybe to say it's the best way for a, a person to mm-hmm. dress what they should strive for as far as the impression that they give off that they're a modest person in their dress like do you agree with that or do you have any problems with that well yes you certainly don't want your brother or sister to stumble or cause them to stumble in any way I think it would maybe be a little oblivious to think that oh no one's going to think of me in any perverted way so I'll just wear whatever I want because that's not reality mm. the reality is that the majority of men will look at you in some perverted way honestly no matter what you wear yeah because um, that's just how bad it's gotten so far sure but there's there's certainly not a cover up every inch of your skin aspect mm-hmm. and of course Swimming, beach, that's kind of the biggest place for it. So, yeah. Well, no one wants to wear head-to-toe clo- head to clothing. Yeah. So what's what's acceptable? What's right. going to cause people to stumble? What's mm. not? How do I respect myself while respecting others yeah. at the same time? So you definitely see a responsibility both on yourself and mm-hmm. on other people. And you have a responsibility for as, maybe as much as you can handle or as much as you can control what you give off and um, what, what you're sort of inviting people to to think about you maybe in a little way. So there's responsibility on both yeah. sides of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, it's interesting, the, we, like, in society, a lot of maybe just parts of general culture would consider, like, 
traditional strict Islam, uh, like a Muslim culture, oh, yeah. to be really oppressive with how, right. what the head requirements of, yeah. you know, the head to covering, just when you said that made me think of that. So, I mean, so we're maybe less inclined to go that extreme, but you see some merit to that general idea yeah. that being modest yeah. is, is a good thing. To okay. that extent, I think it's certainly limiting them. Okay. That's right. an, opp- an oppressive So it can be taken way. too far, yeah. but generally it's pretty good? Yeah. Okay. But there's, there's ways to, uh, of course, it's 20 times more harder for women. Guys, if you're swimming, you got a swimsuit. Maybe not have it up to your, where you're showing 80% of your thighs, whatever. But for women, it's, uh, of course, far more difficult. Right. I only show 75% of my thighs. <laughs> so, you know. well, you're actually, good. You're good. You're not in an 80s. Regards to, uh, in regards to fashion, though, too, right? Yeah. So, like, back in the you know 70s and 80s, it was short shorts. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Then it became long shorts. It's now back to short back shorts. Back to short shorts. Right? Yeah. And so, it is so much of this does come back to... It's subjective. Uh, it is subjective. Yeah. And it's trained. It's learned behavior. Yeah. Like, yeah, there are some cultures that, that women walk around without any coverings on their top, and that is yeah. not a sexualized no, part of the body. No, it's not. Right? And I'm not, I'm not definitely not, uh, you know, endorsing, uh, that. endorsing that. because, uh, but, right. but recognizing that it is trained. Yeah. This is a learned behavior. A lot behavior. of it's perception. It's a lot of it's perception. And so how, how do we create, uh, yeah, a place that is uh, a community that is, I guess, both, Trains you know, us to look better. Yeah. 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 And that, to look modestly. And right. Not just to look modest. Yeah. Right. right. Not yeah. Modestly and to yeah, I like that. Yeah, to look to look modestly at other people, not treat other people as objects. Um uh because again I, I so being youth ministry for like ten years, everyone always you know, every every summer, everything, there's like a mission trip and there's always a conversation about uh, the length of shorts. And yes. I, guess, I don't even notice. Like I don't. I, right. Like no it's people. They had it at VBS. I did, this I the past week too. Right. And yeah. So it's like okay, do we are we helping the conversation or are we? Uh, I don't know. It, are we creating shame? Or are we are we not creating responsibility? Or responsibility? Or placing responsibility on the girls? Or are we training men to stop being? Stop, yeah. Yeah. I don't. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. I don't know. So that's a that's where I meant. But I know I just obviously Im, like you said, Logan. Yeah. Obviously, immo- immodesty and maybe the heart question of why somebody's dressing a particular way, uh, and, and recognizing what that could potentially do mm-hmm. to to somebody the else. Intention. The intention of it, yeah. I think, is is, is important. Yeah. But I feel like Nicole, I think you got some you got some word here. Let's let's go to the drop list. it. Well, drop it. I feel like it the conversation changes a little bit when you talk about what's modest in culture versus what's modest in the church. Okay. Because obviously, you know, what you wear to church is not typically what I, you know, would wear going out to eat with my friends or just, you right. know, this and that. And I think it's kind of difficult and it does get confusing sometimes because even just wearing like a bathing suit, I think it's fine wearing a two-piece. I think it's fine wearing a bikini. I don't think that's inherently sinful or inherently immodest. But I do notice myself being much more aware of my body, and not in a bad way. I honestly think it's it's good for me to be aware of my body, knowing that, like, yes, I am not on display, but, you know, I am um, opening my myself up, opening my body up to, to more things. And honestly, I kind of appreciate that. I don't think it's wrong to be aware of your body. Like, I, I think it's fine to to wear a two-piece but to also be aware like okay who are you around is it revealing it's like there is a line um so i don't think everything that's permissible in culture should be you know permissible for followers of christ but i also don't think that means we have to go to the to the strictest 
lengths because then we have to go and say, what is modesty? Because I don't think, you know, showing my stomach is inherently immodest depending on my environment. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't think that is a sexualized part of my body inherently, but because we do know that those types of things are trained and they are learned, like yeah, there's like anything can almost become sexual. Yeah. And that kind of like makes it difficult. Yes, it does. And you do touch on a really interesting point that I think you had sort of brought up, Logan, too, is that well, a lot of this is about what we're trained to see and notice and what. Mm-hmm relatively seems immodest or not. And as you were talking, Nicole, maybe think about how, um, like with Adam and Eve, the first thing that they experienced in sin was their, the shame of their nakedness. And so, and we all say that there is a line, you know, like we're all saying that it sounds like that there's a line somewhere and like to find it maybe is the difficulty, uh, because a kid has no shame. Yeah, kid has zero. <laughs> zero shame. And almost talking about with our conversation the, yeah, other, right. the other day mm-hmm. with kids being aware of sinfulness and right. sort of a, you know that, that progression away from you know innocence or whatever, that there is something. They didn't have any, Adam and Eve didn't have any societal norms to go off of. It was, right. it was just them two. Yeah. Uh, but there's something with the awareness of sin that right away it was there. It was shame. So it's... So I think it, it's safe to say that, you know, scripturally we can say, I think if we were all walking around nude, that would not be, that would probably not work. Yeah, um, not even heaven, right? We're clothed in the white robes. Uh, yeah, not even heaven. That's right. not the ideal we're trying to strive for. Not as if everyone should just be able to right. walk around with, with no clothes. When no one should, you know, be ashamed of that because in the world where we live in, it, it's inevitable that there will be some shame. Yeah. It's, but that yeah. makes me think, like, okay, what parts of their body were they more aware of? Yeah. Were they, was, like, Eve, were Adam and Eve more aware of, like, her chest? Right. Her, her breast? Like, mm. I don't know, because, you know, there are some cultures where it's, like, not, it's not an issue. Yeah. You know, it's not sexualized. Mm-hmm. It has become sexualized. Yeah. And so to say, like, it doesn't matter whether something is revealing or not. And like it, it still does matter because mm-hmm. you know even though it is learned it might not be innately sexual it, it still matters mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but it just it's interesting to think okay what were the body parts that you know they were made aware of yeah you, and you, had, you got your bible there was there a certain scripture passage you were thinking um, about i was i was trying to find some okay yeah no worries well no worries. actually yeah there's one um one body many parts from First Corinthians 12. Um, it's a good one. And basically just saying like, I think verse 23, and the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor, and the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. Hmm. All our presentable parts need no special treatment. Hmm. Wow. The parts we think unpresentable are treated with special modesty. That's really interesting. What do you take from that? Well, I, yeah, I think, um, obviously in today's culture, there are certain body parts that are not, um, considered to be wrong right. anymore, which, first of all, no one's body is inherently wrong, right? But it's very common now to, for things to be very revealing. And so I think we have to, to not judge it solely on culture. Mm-hmm. Because it does change a lot, just like we were saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. 
the naked body. It's interesting. Dare we pull that thread? Yeah, let me break that down more. I think there's originally from from being the first thing that they're aware of and uh, and Adam's saying I, I heard the sound of you in the garden I was afraid because I was naked and, and I hid myself and God says who told you that you were naked so obviously he didn't create them with intention of them being naked so is or that being aware of their nakedness yeah is that wrong is that bad and then later down with Noah right he's yeah. in his tent alone naked and one of his sons sees him naked and he's like pretty bad yeah, that's a story. Furious. Yeah, that's a really interesting story. Yeah. The shameness from being naked or being seen naked. Yeah. Is that very deep yeah. and powerful. And I think it before we, you know, it'll be worth definitely exploring that idea of, of shame a little bit more. Yeah. But, Elizabeth, as far as this general idea of modest is hottest, is that, like, what's your reaction to, to that? Do you, is that something you generally agree with or do you, like, is that, do you bristle with that a little bit, or like, what's kind of your experience with that? What's your thought? Yeah, well, I said this earlier, but I think a lot of it is just about intention. Because I know when I wear something, I'm not thinking about, like, oh, I need to show off my body. Like, that's not my intention at all. Right. And I know there's a cultural movement right now going around, like, we need to, men need to control themselves, not, like, women can do whatever they want, but men need to control yeah. themselves. Which is which a good, which is, I think we'd say is a good thing. I mean, it is a good thing. I mean, I do think that women, like, there is a line, obviously. Okay. It's just finding the middle ground. Mm. But as far as I've seen, there's been no, I mean, people keep saying, like, men need to control themselves, but there's been no, like, we haven't done that yet. Like, no mm. one has, like, done anything really? about it. Like, okay, just, yeah. Everyone keeps, I mean, as far well, as I've seen on that social generation media, yet. Right. Because it, it is a generational thing. Like it's something that's taught when you're young. So mm. it's just how how do we do that? As and it's, but I think the church is, I mean, the starting point for that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, well, First Timothy two here, right, says, uh, kind of gives a, I guess, a, a charge and a command to uh, to men and women, kind of in, in the corporate worship. I desire then that every place that men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. Likewise, also that women should adorn, adorn themselves with res, in respectable apparel, with modesty and self-control. Not with, and then it says specifically cultural, not with braided hair. So none of the, none of the braided hair, and gold or pearls or costly attire, um, but for what, with what is proper for women who profess godliness with good works. And so, um, I don't know. It's, it's a. Oh, did you have something, Cody? I think. I mean, the context of that verse is incredibly important because it's talking about worship. Yes. It, it's talking about what our bodies are actually made for and the things that are distracting us from what they've been created for. Because I think that's something we've sort of danced around the other side of in this conversation in terms of like, okay, this is not what our bodies are for. Our bodies are not for being on display. Our bodies are not purely sexual objects. There's something so much more to that. Well, well what is that? And I think the answer in First Timothy is clearly worship. Right. right. And worship in the form of, of praise, just you know, what we kind of think about in singing songs, but also by serving one another with our bodies. And if that's the way that we kind of picture ourselves um, and picture other people as just like instruments of God's handiwork, his hands and feet, then I think, I would hope that a lot of these problems and a lot of these questions kind of take care of themselves, you know? Right. And the fact that we're so distracted by them kind of shows us that we're a little bit off course, that we're not focused on the mission. Because when you're focused on the mission of God, it's like, just distractions don't, 
exactly, I don't know, they don't take over. They happen, but they don't take over right. Right, the way that they certainly have. So then how do we, how do we teach, well, I guess, what, what, is, what is then taught in the church? Is it, is it modesty? Is it self-control? Is yeah. it both? Right? I, mean, I, th- yeah. I, would, I would say ultimately it's, <laughs> yeah. it's got to be some version of both. And, and what's mm-hmm. that, what is that line for modesty? Is there a line? Is that culturally just de- described or, or otherwise? Because, so, like, so this youth pastor right, that, that I mentioned at the beginning uh, who made this public apology, Right, and he said, "One, I'm sorry that I didn't teach boys to control themselves. Two, I'm sorry that I laid the weight of purity on girls' swimsuit while she was swimming, and not on the boys' responsibility to not be gross. Three, I'm sorry to all the girls that frantically searched for an appropriate one piece so that some male youth pastor could deem them appropriate. Uh, and then she, he has a story saying that his uh, daughter, now that she's older, was looking for a cute one piece for camp and couldn't find one. It was hard. It was hard." Four, I'm sorry that we've deemed a young woman's body as something that needs to be covered and let men's young men's bodies be okay to be seen. Uh, or four, and then five, I'm sorry that I ever let this be an item of discussion, usually uh, led by men at any youth leader meeting. This must have been an awful female uh, for my female leaders and students to be part of. Right? An interesting thing. I know that not that not everybody agreed with this. Like mm-hmm. uh, it has. This was a year ago. Uh, has like you know seventy-four thousand uh, likes or shares or otherwise, but. I I found it very interesting, and I, and I did do self reflection of okay, what you know, what are we in in church? What are we what are we communicating? And are we communicating? Yeah, okay, modesty is good, um, and self control is good, and and then and then what? Right? Are, are we actually evaluating? Okay, what is what is the the style of the day? Is someone trying to to elicit? Uh, I guess. <laughs> attention because of their body they're trying to use their body to elicit attention and, and maybe finding self-worth in those things i mean the conversation also i think overlaps with uh social media and, and yeah. modesty in social media so it's one thing to have a church youth event or something like that yeah um, and like cody said i mean like yeah the the, the context of first timothy is in worship but but then whenever okay so not not every youth event is a quote-unquote worship event, but yet all of our you know, we're supposed to offer our bodies as living sacrifices, as yeah. spiritual acts of worship, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's another element there too. But yeah. so, so, so the conversation that really gets interesting when we include social media, mm-hmm. because social media you're supposed to be on display is a, a display. Yeah. The, the entire thing is a display. So, what are you displaying? Because again, mm-hmm. it's not it's not like you are. Uh, yeah, can you not show a picture of you going to the beach? Can you again? But but. I don't know. It's the question that that I've that I've noticed is man, it just seems as if uh, there's a lot of seeking of attention yeah. with uh, and this is men and women honestly. Like yeah. I mean, like you know, by by using that platform to get the affirmation um, and, and maybe seeking attention in, in, in negative ways and so mm-hmm. with, with with immodesty, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so that's but but at what line is that? And is that just is that is that just the whole like Elizabeth said is that yeah. the, is that the heart question? Because I keep that, going back to that's a great that, that is, is huge, the right that is the right answer question the right question uh, yeah. and and it's you at least have to think about it in that as that much whether you be able to define all the lines or not you at least need that much of asking that question like you know before you post anything ask yourself you know are there any maybe impure motives in this like what is my motive here um, right and. I I don't really post on social media. I know we talked about this, but thinking of, I have a harder time even seeing for myself of posting posting many things, and so I just really don't. It's just not really my thing. So maybe I'm not even the right person to speak on it. But I mean, if you're doing it, and if you guys post more, like you could probably speak to speak to that of how to navigate social media with this modesty question. But, People know what they're doing. 
Yeah. Well, I would say, yeah, even just being aware, like, people are going to see me, whether it's on social media or in real life, just being aware of that, it actually, like, enlightens your, what your motives are, Mm -hmm. because if I'm aware, okay, yeah, people are seeing me, then does that change the way I'm acting? Does Mm -hmm. it change the way I'm dressing? And so it it does make me more aware, but not in a way where I am ashamed of my body, Mm -hmm. but where I'm, I'm proud of my body because I know my body is the temple of Christ. I know that I'm trying to pursue holiness. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if my body is in a situation where it might be um, more revealed, I'm going to be more aware. Like, I just feel like that's just the natural, Mm. like what naturally happens. Yeah. But because you are aware, you're able to say, oh, what are my motives then? Mm. Am I I going to be acting differently? Yeah. Yeah. Being self-aware, it is big. And I think just another layer to that is just having systems of accountability. You know, we we talked earlier about like how there was this sort of like top down approach from like the pastor saying, this is a good swimsuit, this is a bad swimsuit. But honestly, just like if you've got brothers and sisters around you who are all on the same page and who care about you, who are willing to call you out sometimes and be like, hey, I notice you're wearing this today because they can also see you like what you were wearing last week and last month as opposed to this week and this month because it I don't know Mm -hmm. I feel a lot of times like people especially if they are seeking attention it's this slow build and there are these seasons where you it kind of comes and goes and so I don't know if it's ever one article of clothing or one thing that just kind of like sets the, the fire off I'm trying to figure out how to say this but it's just like there there needs to be more than just checking yourself that's right. the bare minimum because I mean I can theoretically check myself on a hun- like hundred different things and just still miss the mark on a hundred more because I don't have that like layer of accountability there. But if I do have that accountability, then you know someone can just tell me in love and in truth like, hey, like let's think about this together. Let's think about this more. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think it is also worth mentioning, like appreciating. <clears throat> there's a there's a good godly way to appreciate someone's body. Uh, one, I just think of like Song of Songs, like right. there, that, even though it's, it's, I mean, interpreting it is kind of difficult maybe, and we don't really think about it a lot or talk about it a lot, teach on it really at all. Um, but I think, I mean, right there, there's a whole dialogue using very intimate language of really like expressing love for someone and appreciation of someone with the body that, you know, God gave them and like the intimacy there, um, and I'd say within, within the context of, you know, within the appropriate context. Well, uh, that's the big question that too, is the question. right? So, so intimacy. There's a place for it, but. There's a place for it. Yeah. And, 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 and when, uh, you know, pornography takes intimacy mm-hmm. outside of commitment and relationship, when pornography, I mean, again, and, and the sexualization of, uh, yeah, of, of all sorts of different things in culture, right? That, that does, that rips, that rips that, that place of, yeah, being able to appreciate uh, uh, what God has made, and then, and in the correct and appropriate context, versus uh, the sexualization or the objectification of another uh, human person, yeah. right? Another person created in the image of God. Another person that uh, you know, Scripture talks about uh, looking and, and treating older women as mothers, younger you know, mm-hmm. younger women as sisters, and yeah. so like that we are part of the, the the body of Christ, the family of Christ, and so. Um, yeah, I, I think an, an interesting element that we haven't really unpacked a whole lot yet, though, but I do think goes along with this is the concept of uh, is what is the yeah so what's the responsibility and then does it create shame right so so the, the whole the the uh, is it shaming 
for to to say cover up and does it create shame around the body is that what it's doing or or is it because again you would say there there, there does need to be a line of mm-hmm. like hey probably should you know uh <laughs> not do this for this reason otherwise but but is 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 it leading or or manipulating through shame is that yeah is that well where this conversation goes you think or I, I think so and i think it's something definitely worth reflecting on because shame and dealing with shame addressing shame that's i think really big right now and right uh lots of people christian non-christian whatever are trying you know people make a whole living a whole platform on trying to address this issue of, of shame in people's lives that they experience and trying to find freedom from shame right and I see it in a, in a few ways. Like, is is shame the problem to address? Like, I'd say in some senses yes, but in some senses no, maybe. Just like is, if we make a comparison with guilt, like is guilt the problem to address? Well, yes, but also how are you going to address it? Like, what is your solution to right. guilt? I mean, we've talked about this before, but I always come back to, if, you know, when you're dealing with the problem, you got to, you notice it you diagnose it and then you treat it right. somehow right that's like true for everything uh, and everyone notices a problem like when they feel guilty or ashamed about something like they notice there's a problem there but how you diagnose that problem like what right. you really say is the problem what, what's really going on here that will determine how you how you treat it and address it and for I think a lot of people the problem is the fact that I'm experiencing this might not be it's not the fact that well, maybe I did something wrong and I should actually feel guilty like right. it's just the fact that I'm experiencing guilt and therefore that is the problem. I need to get rid of the experience of guilt, uh, and once I have been rid of that experience, it's that's that's the goal. Well, that and was the, that was. Uh, I don't know if you've read Naughty Vols, uh, or the Vols Shameless. It, I, yeah. Well, exactly. It, it, and her her theology of the garden, her theology is it's, is so bad. Mm. Like she's not going to sponsor this podcast, but I would. I mean, yeah. She. It is so terrible. Basically, mm. like uh, anything you do is complete. Like again, that. That the goal is to yeah live shameless in the mm-hmm. sense of okay uh, uh, any sort of guilt is not really turned over to God right it's right. not in it is man it's it's well, a it's a problematic it's thing, really problematic the funny thing with that is that theology. she doesn't really believe that all the way across the board like right. would she say a, a, a just an absurd like racist person should feel shameless about their racism like, right no okay no. come on you are just yeah anyways yeah. but and that's a, that's the kind of point that she's kind of in line with what I think we can see in the world of. The problem is sort of this existential experience of shame, and that shame is the problem, and guilt or the problem, whatever. Um, so we have to be a little bit more careful, right. I think, with, is it the problem? Well, yes, it might be sort of the, the indication that there's something going on, but then unpacking what is going on and really being, making sure you've got everything straight with what you're yeah. trying to, you know, interpret what's going on. Like, that's, you can be really on track or really off track with how you kind of right. address and diagnose that that problem of shame and that, that's why I wanted to talk about it because I feel like it's worth trying to bring some clarity as far as what do we do with shame and what do we see as the causes of shame and yeah what how can you actually address it right I think it's and, and this might actually go back to the place where we started the conversation before before we decided mm-hmm. to record which was that uh, the, the concept of purity culture and the concept of there is that illustration with the rose that I, do you remember do you remember that 
the illustration with the rose where so somebody would pass around a, a rose and, mm. and talk about like it was an illustration for hey make sure you save yourself till marriage and this okay. is uh, with uh, sexuality and whatnot and then at the end it was like you know petals be ripped off and be all be broken and all this kind of stuff and, and somebody was going to hold up the rose and be like see who wants that that's not mm. that's not and then somebody in the crowd i think it was matt chandler was the uh was the pastor that tells this story it's a phenomenal story he's like jesus wants that rose mm. right and Ooh. so like just so so what what is when 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 it seemed it seems as if that initial instance was trying to create shame right from shame from sexual sin or or, or otherwise right creating shame uh-huh what is the antidote to that, right? It's, well, it's grace, right? It, it's, it's, it's God's love, removal of shame. It's God's covering. It's not, it's not our, it's not our covering where, you know, the, with Adam and Eve, the covering that, uh, that even well, that the God made, right? The cover, but it was the sacrifice. It's, it's Jesus's covering that, that, that covers us. Yeah. Um, and, and removes that shame and guilt and, and loud, that's what leads to freedom. Not just simply saying, Hey, I'm shameless. Yeah. And I, I should you what know, I did was it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, I could do whatever, do whatever I, want, I want my life and my body, whatever. Right. And, yeah. and then just tricking ourselves into saying that that initial feeling of guilt or shame, well, that's the thing that I need to remove. But no, it's I need to be found totally in Christ. Mm. But you had something, Cody. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the shame starts, I think, before anybody decides what to wear, if that is tracking with people. Like, we have this existential crisis of, like, who are we? Are we loved? Are we known? Are we seen? Right? And so if this person who is, is dressing immodestly for whatever reason, like wants to be seen. I mean, sometimes I've, I've found this to be the case with me. Sometimes you dress a certain way uh, because you, you, you're scared of being seen for, hmm. for who you are, you know? Right. So, so in some sense, by stripping down, you're covering up something else. Right. Right. You're, you're covering up the fact that you are insecure about something. You're covering up the fact that you, you have it's a good. lot of fear. Yeah. yeah this, you, you've got a lot of problems in, in yourself that you, you have to work out. And I think, it really is ironic that we think the way to like um, deal with that is to strip ourselves down to, to show more of ourselves but to really like create a shallower picture so nobody has to look deep enough to see the, the real problems that you have going on that was so you take damn. more off to do that <laughs> yeah like you, you, I, I found you that make, I see myself. what you mean. You I see exactly what you mean. Yeah, so like, I mean, if I'm yeah. a gym bro, I'll just use a guy's example. If I'm a gym bro and totally. I'm wearing a tank top and I'm showing my, well, I've got like 11 inch biceps, but <laughs> ideally like much larger biceps, it's like, it's not because I'm super confident in myself, it's because I'm not confident in myself. Right. I have to show you something else right. so that you don't yeah. ask me other questions. And the guys who seem like they should be the most confident are oftentimes really insecure and yeah. totally fixated on on their own self and yeah trying and to, that's, trying that's to address, trying to address that problem it's a lot more easy to see because we, we have this image of bravado yeah right bravado of, of putting forward the false front but I don't know if we have the same language for for women and, and female modesty it, it just comes off differently but I, 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 I see it much more easier like with the guys because it's just right. always yeah yeah well no I would say the reason is the women are ex- just expected mm. to have more pure motives mm like that they don't have sexual thoughts that their motives are m- inherently more pure hmm. than men girls never think about sex and <laughs> it's like that's not that's not true i mean there might be you know some scientific like distinctions right between you know genders obviously but like women do need to take responsibility <laughs> like i am honestly sick of that of this like huge dichotomy of like sexual motive hmm. and i'm like no like women are humans women Mm -hmm. are sexual people Mm. 
that doesn't mean we have to sexualize ourselves. Mm. And mm. women, a thousand percent do. Mm. It's not men sexualizing women. Women sexualize women. We sexualize ourselves. We sexualize men. I mean, it's it's the truth. And so there's this like huge narrative that women are the pure ones, and men are the, you know, macho. Yeah, you know, or the, yeah. Or the women or are the, the objects and men are still and the then, subjects. That whole yeah, male yeah, yeah. gaze thing, yeah, that was taken off for a while. And hmm. then now with this shift of women are no longer objects, I feel like women are treating themselves more like objects. Mm. Like if you're saying it's not about my body or my body does not define, you know, my thoughts, my actions, my, you know, whatever, then why are you enhancing your body even like why why make the focus about your body even more mm. Mm. You know? yeah that's that's good and it, it, with kind of taking both what you cody and you nicole have been saying makes me think about the well society that we live in and like relationships and dating and all that like how that all factors into this because if you are let's say a woman who knows that for the most part, most guys are really only concerned about, right. or at least looks have a huge factor in who they would give attention to, um, at least initially. And so it's like, if you are entering into that whole, yeah. uh, you know, established kind of way of things, then it's like you've got, it, but you're really seeking after a genuine relationship. But it's like you see this as kind of the door in of I need to put on my my best self, look the best, um, so that I can even have a chance to have that. Uh, relationship or that find that person like I'm not even gonna have a chance unless I look very desirable and it's there's something with that sort of incentive going on that does make it more difficult I think for women to to, to if they want even if they want to be right. modest and, all, and like in, in everything that but they're also like wanting to maybe find someone to you know to be with and to marry it's like all right, they want to be modest, but they want to be desirable because if they're not even desirable from the from the start, it's like they feel like they're not gonna they haven't find been that person. That modest is desirable because no one's actually mm-hmm. shown them that. Right. No one's desired them when they've been modest. Mm. E. So yeah. Yeah. Except, again, that, and that's that goes back to the social media thing, of people yeah, what do you put out? To, yeah. Mm. Put out yeah, you get more likes with. Yeah. When you think it's bad on Instagram would not recommend that anybody hop on a dating app if this is like oh, an yeah. area of temptation, an area of concern. Not even I mean, it's it's a thousand times are in the open. Dating apps weren't things whenever I was dating, so I don't know what that's like at all. Yeah. Uh, it's a thousand times worse. Yeah. And Each. you can see why, because it's incredibly superficial. You're trying right. to get like a, a sense of what does this person look like, and then maybe I'll start a conversation, which you know is just not the best way to start things up, but it, it sets a tone. And considering that's the culture of especially dating and finding the most significant relationship probably in your life, then why would that structure not affect the way that you see every other person? Right. Yeah. People being shaped by... Especially of the opposite sex. Right. You know. That's tough. That is tough. So, yeah, what's the, what, I guess what's the answer then to this? Like, what, what yeah. is the... I mean, it, it's got to be a hard formation. Mm-hmm. I, I, heard a, I heard a phrase recently... And it stuck with me. It's one of the. It was, it was talking about church in general, mm. and and this I think it, and it, it ties over into uh, into into real life as well in a very real way. But it's is church being formative or performative? Is it just mm. perf- if it, is it just like performing, right? Is it just kind of like putting on the show, mm-hmm. or is it formation, right? And so yeah. the same way that with social media is 
are, are we being discipled? Are we are we caring about formation? Are we only caring about the performing and, and putting on the show for other people, right? And I, I just I found it really fascinating that the, the lack of I think what you said, Cody, in terms of the lack of maybe that intentional community that will call you out uh, and say, hey, what are your motives here? The lack of that formation, and it's we're just kind of always evaluating each other's pre-formation. There are others others on display, others just per- performing. We're only responding to that, uh, which is. But just shows a lack of reflection, yeah. too. Like, I, Nicole, you brought this up in terms of self-awareness. I think that practically is what that looks like, is, is taking the time to think about your own actions. You know, I mean, prayer is a great place to start. That's, I mean, where confession can happen, where a lot of this, you know, just mental process can take place. But if we're not being formed to do that, if those aren't habits that we have in our lives, if that's not something our heart is trained for, then we're risking heck of a lot more in every decision that we make not just how we dress right Mm. yeah and i think if we can adopt more of the the mind of god the approach of god of like man looks at outward appearance but god god looks at the heart like really trying to encourage and instill and um just be concerned about you know people's people's hearts and their character and like what you know is this a you know, an honest person, uh, you know, a loving person, a kind, generous person, or the, you know, maybe beautiful on the outside, but, you know, just a lot of not great stuff going on, on the inside. And I think, you know, to just to move beyond what someone is putting on on the outside and then get, seeking to know someone, you know, more for, for, for who they are, what they think, what they believe is, at least as far as like general, general dating advice, like no, that's, that's, yeah. that's got to be, you know, without a doubt, because, uh, you know, we'll, we'll all be old someday and not that, you know, great looking or attractive or whatever. Um, but you're George Clooney. And then you're well, my goodness. Yes. Uh, number. Uh, I think to circle back around a little bit, like the issue of, of shame certainly continues to pop up and like the presence of shame is just an absence of peace. And especially as we've been trying to think about, well, like, how do we talk about things? How do we think about things? Philippians 4, 8 through 9 come to mind in terms of finally, brothers and sisters, this is Paul yeah. talking to the church in Philippi. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Uh, do what you have learned and received and heard from me, and get this, and the God of peace will be with you. Mm-hmm. Right? And so Paul isn't laying on this legalistic, you know, rant of hey fix your thought life because you're dirty and evil and sinful it's like no if you fix your thoughts if you fix your eyes on Christ and what is good then you can actually have peace in your own life and that insecurity that shame slowly starts to fade away as you have that focus on who it's supposed to be right Hmm. yeah well I think when your focus is on God you focus on other people's souls more than their bodies does that make sense Mm -hmm. because um, I just kind of realized just in the past couple months, I'm caring way more about people's souls <laughs> and mm. their relationship with God and their relationship right. with me. And so I think that does tie to modesty because if I'm, you know, wearing a bikini, I, I might not feel immodest whatsoever. But if there is a guy or or a girl in you know today's cultures around me, I I care about their soul as well. So it's not so much, oh, I'm the one being violated because they're having thoughts about me. Like, no, I'm, I'm secure because I have Christ, but they might not be secure hmm. in their soul. Hmm. So if they're having these 
these, you know, sexual thoughts or if they're sexualizing anyone else, I'm going to care about their soul enough to cover up. That, that sounds backwards in today's cultures, in today's culture, but like I, yeah, it I feel like when you focus looking on... out for the weaker brother and sister, and then Paul right. on several occasions, like openly says, I lay down my rights as an apostle. I right. could do this, I could do that, mm -hmm. but yep. I won't because my priorities are, are not yeah. mine. I, I, I pulled up First Corinthians 8 yeah. because I think it really does. <clears throat> that, that I find that passage coming up over and over with how to oh, yeah. navigate so many of the issues going on today. But like verse 9, be careful, however, that the exercise of your rights does not become a stumbling block to the weak. Like yeah. there's something to, to reflect on for yeah. everyone, kind of like exactly what you're saying. Of it is, You need to be able to become secure in Christ. I mean, that's important. Um, and then if you are, and when you are, then especially... And being concerned out of love, just out of love, to consider other people and their souls and what, what they can handle or not, and wanting to do for the good of them. But so, how do we answer the question? I guess is it just is yes, modest hottest? I mean, uh, yeah, yes, with self control. Again, like not, uh, and and actually the question's kind of lame too, to be honest, because like I know it's pretty right. well known, like is modest hottest, but again. Even mod even creating modesty is is then being hottest and still objective. Yeah, the goal something. being so what's the hottest. Being what's yeah. hottest, and, and the goal really is is being formed into the image of God. That we are image bearers of God, and that we do care about the people around us. Right, that we uh, see them as image bearers of God as well. And so, yeah, is modesty is a good thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Self control is a good thing, um, and uh, and turning our shame and guilt and all those things over to the cross. Is a great thing. I mean, yeah. that's that's where we find true identity uh, in our insecurity, whether we're guy or girl trying to show off our guns or show off whatever. Right? I, it it's uh, <laughs> there. You go, Paul. <laughs> there it is. Um, but yeah, so I think I think the answer would be yeah, modesty yeah. is a good thing. It's not definitely not a bad thing. Yeah, but it's not um, everything. It's not everything. Yeah, it is. It is probably as far as what is good to focus on with you know bodies, appearance. Yeah, modesty is. The way to go, but then, the there's yeah, it's not everything. It's not the most important thing. Right. Modesty ought to be a sign of security, not of shame. Right. That's a good place to end right there. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I like that. Modesty ought yeah ought to be a sign of security, not of shame. Mm. It's not. With and I think and I think that's where to others. Yes. And yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where this so the initial post that I was talking mm. about that youth pastor is is he recognized what his demand for modesty was doing was creating shame as yeah. opposed to uh as, as opposed to, to the better security. thing of so, yeah, creating of security, security in christ saying that yeah so that that is interesting so that the conversation is slight it still mm -hmm. probably means that we yeah. still need to do similar things in regards to how we uh talk and think and cover and, and, and all sorts of things in terms of but but it, it just frames it up a little differently yeah. Yeah, i do like that's that. good wow guys we did it we did it it's okay well, I think that just about wraps it up. Uh, interns, thanks as always. Um, yeah, this you could let this be on the clock. We'll we'll make sure you get paid for all your time here today. Uh, but as always, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>